Welcome to the Next Level Business Podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to take their business and wealth to the next level. Yo, 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 what's going on, guys? This is Josh here. Welcome to the Next Level Business Podcast, episode number 34. We're here with Mr. Shane. How you doing, boss? I'm good, bro. How are you? Good, good, good. So today we're going to do a deep dive on uh, Shane's expertise. Last time you guys heard a little bit from me and what I do and how I do it. And so uh, this time we're going to turn the tables around. And uh, what do you got in store for us today, Mr. Shane? All right. We got five steps to how to run the financial side of your business better. These are these are things you got to do if you want your business to flourish. Right. You can obviously run a good business without doing this, but if you want your business to flourish, these are some of the things you need to do. You got to get your financial house in order. Would you agree with that, JP? Yeah, for sure. And this whole podcast actually came about from thinking about what Shane does and what I've witnessed every time that he takes on a new client. And also being a former client of his, I wanted to break down the steps so that you know what to do. If let's say you can't afford a CEO, a CFO, or you don't have one on staff, or you've never been exposed to one before and what they do. Cause I didn't know that in the beginning until I saw what it does and how effective it was and how it improved. So we wanted to break that down for you today. And that's what we're going to be talking about. All right. So we have five steps to this. And the first one is profit is your number one goal. Quite honestly, that is the only thing in business that matters is, are you profitable? If you're not, you really got to decide, do you want to stay in business anymore? I mean, that is the question. If you're not making money, you either, there has to be another reason why you're open. Either you you keep it open because uh, maybe it was in the family and that's what you're supposed to do. But I would seriously look at if you're not making money, you got to think long and hard about shutting that thing down or selling yeah. one of the two. You got how long should we, how long should we lose money before we shut it down? Well, you got to look at how much you have in the bank. Yeah. Right. And you you you've got to decide: can we turn this situation around? If you think you yeah. can. And you seek wise counsel and everyone agrees that you can, then you've got to decide uh, how much capital do you have until you burn through it all. Yeah. It's a dangerous thing to do. So you got to be very careful. Uh, if you have 10000 in the bank and you know you're losing 20000 a month, you probably <laughs> need to shutter the doors and keep your twenty or keep your ten that you've got left to pay the rest of your vendors. Uh, it's... It's a dangerous thing, or you got to get a business broker on the line as fast as you can and see if he can help you unload it. Now, but profit about, is your number one goal. Now, most business owners, they think because they got 10000 in the bank and they don't know what their monthly expenses are, that they're going to be okay, right? Because they manage from the bank account? Yep. That's number two. <laughs> I'm glad you brought <laughs> that, bro. Do not run your business from your bank account. Do not look at your bank account and decide how you're going to run your business. The scenario he just said, Hey, we got 10 grand in the bank. We're going to be fine. You can't do that. You cannot run your business with the bank balances that you have in the bank. You can't do it. You got to do this thing properly. So what you got to do is you got to know what your revenues are and you got to know what your expenses are. 
and I, I, I come into, uh, to number three, uh, you got to do your books monthly. It's a non-negotiable, absolutely a non-negotiable. And even mm-hmm. if it's you doing it yourself and you're not great at it, make it as simple as you can. If I like QuickBooks just because it's easy and everybody knows it, right? So if you ever wanted to reach out to a bookkeeper, 95% of them do uh, QuickBooks. And so, therefore, if you're doing QuickBooks online, right, and you decide you can't do it anymore, you engage with a bookkeeper, guess what? She already knows how to do that. So she mm-hmm. can seamlessly transition your books to uh, a better run version of of your books. And that, that is why I'm a big fan of QuickBooks. Is it the best? I don't know. I mean, if there's 10 of them out there, is it the best? I don't know. I really only use QuickBooks myself. Yeah, so there's another use, one. JP? Uh, there's a, so I use QuickBooks, and then there's another service called Bench. We're going to leave a, a link below uh, to get a discount on them. So they, they made their own software and they're an accounting firm as well. So when you sign up for them, I think it's like 99 bucks a month is a starting package. So they do the accounting and uh, the bookkeeping for you and they have their own software and they have an app and it's on the cloud. And so, um, you know, they, they provide both instead of just one or the other. Now I know QuickBooks actually launched a service where you can go and hire uh, bookkeepers within the QuickBooks app. So that that's also available there. Yeah, that is true. And my wife does that as well. Uh, she's QuickBooks certified. And what that means is that they have been, there, there's like an exam that you take inside the QuickBooks world and they measure that you are proficient enough to do that. So I encourage either one of those. 99 bucks is a great deal. And just make that part of the cost of doing business. If you've got to get your financials every month and you don't want to do that, reach out to Bench or find you another bookkeeper. Now, if it takes four or five hours, these guys generally aren't going to, they're going to charge you about 40 to 50 bucks an hour. So if it's taking four to five hours a month, you can do the math on that. It's going to be 150 to 200 bucks. So Bench may be a better option for that. If they're, if they're providing the software and they're providing your bookkeeping services for you for 99 bucks, that's a good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think but it's uh, I think that the price is non-negotiable. Yeah, guys, if you want that link too, go ahead and send me a text 972-284-0506. Uh, just let me know that you need the bench link and I'll send that over to you on text message. Number four. Are you ready for this one, bro? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to build a dashboard. What should be on the dashboard? You remember your dashboard? Yeah. All right. So I love the dashboard. So this is one of the first things I do when I come into a new company is what you put on your dashboard is what is pertinent to your business, your business, Mm -hmm. not somebody else's business. And so I have yours up right here, JP. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things we had in yours was we built a mortgage return on a rate of return calculator because you were buying real estate, right? And so you're always trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to make? How much down am I going to have to put? What's the interest rate? How much am I going to net? And what do we kind of think that we're going to have as a rate of return? So we built a spreadsheet for that. 
So all you got to do is plug in there and we highlighted the numbers of uh, what needs to be changed. And, and there you go. You can always make that decision with that little spreadsheet that we built. The, the other one that you and I did that I think was very valuable is your debt schedule. Yeah. So, you know, when you're starting a new business, generally you're going to have to take on debt. You have to take on debt to get the business started or to acquire a business or if you need some working capital. And so guess what? You have loans. And what you want to put on this debt schedule is you want to put the uh, you want to have all the pertinent data. But what's cool about this is you don't have to go digging in a file to figure out what's on it. You just put it in there one time. You know, you put your purchase price, you put your down payment, you put your payment on there, you put your interest rate. And then every month, what you do is you come in and you uh, change the current date. It's going to be one month from the last one. And you're going to put uh, the payment that you paid it and you're going to have how much goes to principal and how much goes to interest. This isn't hard if you have it in one place and you do it once a month. It's it's really not hard. Now, the sound of that sounds overwhelming. The overwhelming part is just putting it together. I remember pulling teeth trying to get this info out of you. Right. And that's how yeah. it is with most of these these business owners. They're like, man, I don't know. It's over in the file somewhere. Well. All I've got to do is go get that one time, plug in that data, and bam, we have it. So every month, you know exactly where you are on your loan. You know exactly how much principal that you're building. That's that's the that's the part you really want to know. If you have a twelve thousand dollar payment on a loan, you want to know how much is going to principal, because principal is kind of like your forced savings account, especially on uh, buildings. Uh-huh. And you want to know this data. And guess who else wants to know this data? Banks. The, bank. the banks always want to know it, right? So when you uh-huh. go to the bank, if you have all this data in one place in your dashboard, guess who's going to go up in their eyes as far as how they view you as a manager of your business? Uh-huh. You. You're going to get all the credit for that. They're going to look at you like, man, this guy is switched on. This guy knows exactly what he's doing. And guess what? They're going to they're gonna be more inclined to give a guy like that money than they are the guy who comes in there with a shoebox full of receipts. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that guy to come in. They're like, dude, you got to get out of here with that mess. QuickBooks desktop. You get your house in order. Come back in. Yep. QuickBook, so there's QuickBooks desktop and there's QuickBooks online. And you can do either one of those. I've got several companies that use desktop and I've got several companies that use online. I don't know why you would ever use desktop. Something else that I'm with you. I've got a company right now, bro, that's had it for years and desktop obviously gives you more uh, options. Like it's more robust, but at the end of the day, I don't think you need all of that. Who uses every option in, a word. in QuickBooks? I, I don't know. I mean, unless you're doing like inventory tracking, Nobody. which I mean, we haven't even been able to figure out inventory tracking in QuickBooks, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you here, we, we don't take advantage of any of the, the high-end features on desktop. We don't do it. So what I'm doing is we're switching back to online. And the reason I'm switching to online is uh, we've got VAs. Right. Like you've got VAs, virtual assistants that are in remote parts of the country. They can help you do things. 
they know how to do this stuff if you get the right one. And they can't, it's very difficult for them to work on QuickBooks desktop. If it is sitting on your desk, on your <laughs> laptop, they can't get to it. Right? It's got to be in the cloud. And QuickBooks Online has a lot of features that uh, you can take pictures of receipts, JP. Instead of you carrying around a whole bunch of receipts that you mm-hmm. spent for your business, QuickBooks Online lets you just take a picture of it. And it captures it and it stores it. So for me, I like the ease of QuickBooks Online. Yeah. But back to this desktop. So we went over two things for you. We went over debt schedule and a rate of return, uh, mm-hmm. mortgage calculator. Um, and you have other things in there. One of the things I always put in a debt schedule is I put the lease agreement. If you have a lease with with a company, I keep track of the lease on the debt schedule or on the dashboard. It's a great way to see exactly where you are. You can always refer back to it. And, you and always the great lose. thing about the dashboard is it's. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's always like the bank or somebody needs this kind of information, right? Yeah. And you got to do the same thing. You got to go dig in a file in a file filing cabinet. You don't know where it is. You haven't looked at it in five years. And if it's, if it, if a picture of the pertinent page that you need on the lease agreement, like what you need on the lease agreement, is you need to know what the terms are, right? Is it a five-year lease? How much you pay per month? And when are the rent bumps? You take a picture of that page. And what's cool about, uh, I, I like Google Sheets. On Google Sheets, you can embed a picture on top of the sales. So you can take a picture of that lease and put it on top of the sales in a spreadsheet on a tab. So each one of these things on the dashboard that we've mentioned is a separate tab. So you might have 20 tabs inside your business's dashboard, but it is all relevant data to you. And one of the things for you, I've got another one up here, is your subscriptions. Like when we first got there, you know, and so many businesses are like this, they have so many subscriptions, they don't even know what they have, right? It's like at home, we, we, we've got Hulu, we've got Netflix, we've got Disney, we've got Philo, we've got YouTube TV, we've got all these different things. <laughs> at some point, you lose track of it, right? And you don't even know what you've got. <laughs> and that's how business is. It's the exact same way. We get so many things that we start to subscribe to, we lose track. And for you, especially tech companies or that, are, that, are, that are geared towards that, they have a lot of subscriptions. So that's the first thing we did. We built the subscriptions tab for you to figure out how much overhead we had going out on these types of subscriptions. And then what you can decide is, do I need them anymore? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you don't, a lot of times you've outgrown things or you just don't use them anymore. So that's another part of the dashboard is you're trying to get to what are my monthly expenses? Right. So another thing on there that I really like putting into the dashboard is the PL for the year. So inside QuickBooks, you know, you you want to have your uh, numbers run, your PL statement by the 15th of the month. Ideally, two weeks after the month, you've closed out all your transactions for the month, and you can look at a PL of how you performed for the previous month. So what I like to look at is I like to drop those monthly and I like to look at it by month. So if it's April, I want to see January. I want to see a column for January, a column for February, a column for March, and a column for April. 
I want to see all four of those. And you want to see how you perform month over month. And then you want to see how you performed year over year. How did you do this April versus last April? The cool thing about QuickBooks is when you get all this in, you can look at this data any way that you want to do it. So you can easily compare year over year and you can easily compare month over month. I like to drop this in a dashboard. And again, I build my dashboards in Google Sheets. And what I love for these business owners is even the ones that aren't tech savvy, JP, they know how to mess with an iPad, right? Mm -hmm. They know how to mess with their phone. And these Google Sheets, it's just an app on your iPhone, right? It's an app on your iPad. So you, you, you build this one dashboard. And over a certain period of time, the dashboard gets pretty cumbersome. You might have 20 tabs like we talked about. But these business owners, it's a one-stop shop for them to really go and get a feel for how their business is performing. Right. And we're probably going into a lot of uh, details. It's probably boring the hell out of a lot of people right now. But I think it's important for them to hear. Yeah, and and you need to have it. Yeah, and this is what we do. This is what JP and I did. So last week he talked about the deep dive on how do you drive leads, right? That's that's the end game. Marketing has a function, and the function is generating leads. That's what he specializes in. And then what I specialize in is the financial side. So when you marry those two worlds together, you have a powerful business. And we both believe in that, you know, adamantly. So you believe in your side adamantly, and I believe what what you're doing as well. I believe that digital marketing is is the wave of the future, and it's what everybody needs to be focused on. And then the financial side, I believe without that, you're never really going to maximize what you're doing as a business. Yeah, we we uh, I took on Daniel as a customer, and we're getting him a lot of leads now too. We just cranked on his Facebook ads, uh, and then you see the leads increasing on on the gym client that we have. Yes. And it's, uh, it, it, it's fun to watch those and you see those coming in more often. That, right. That's, that's what I love about it. That's how you know it's working, right? These leads pop in through an email. It's, you just get an email pops up. Hey lead. You're like, cool. You click on, it's got a phone number, got somebody's name, got an email address. And then whoever you've assigned in the company, man, you just sick them. Tell mm-hmm. them to go get it. Qualified right. leads. But Qualified it did leads. take up, you know, that, that gym client that we had, you know, that was an SEO customer. So, uh, you know, it took a good solid four months to get ramped up. We redid the entire website. Uh, so that we got a lot of work done in four months and then already on the first page of Google. And, and the customers are happy and the revenue shows, right? Revenue mm-hmm. starts to increase. And what what for the this revenue customer, increase over the last four months, like percentage wise? Massive. Well, I, I haven't looked at the actual percentage, but I would bet that it is. I bet it's a thirty percent increase, month over month, or just from start to finish. Well, you, you know, you look at it two ways, right? You look at it. You look at it month over the previous month of the previous year, and they're way up there. That's probably up. Dude, some of those months maybe at fifty percent. It's insane. Yeah. And uh, and then you look at month to month, you know, for this year, and they've got increases 
All right. So they hit the first page of Google. And uh, so what the re- what has the revenue been like for them? Well, you're see- you're seeing increases monthly dramatically. Um, when when you and I first took them on, I don't know if they hit fifty thousand a month, and they're they're pushing a hundred thousand a month now. So they reached the goal of of hitting hundred thousand a month. Not yet, but last month yeah. they were close. But he's he's expecting April to. I haven't looked at, at April's numbers yet, but he's expecting that to hit it. Oh, okay. Which that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, that is amazing. Because they were at what? Like 30 before that, right? Somewhere. They were under there. 50. Yeah. So their their like dream goal was 100,000 a month, right? That was the dream goal. And now we're and, already here. And, and they're about to hit. Yeah. And then the next goal, you know, be 125 and then 150 and Next no, thing you know, then we need to, then we need a new building, right? Because you yeah. need more, you need more staff, you need a bigger place. So good things happen when you focus on these two things, right? The digital marketing and then the financial aspect of it. All right, you ready to jump into the fifth one? Yeah, one more thing while we're talking about this: if someone has a, a gym, if someone's a gym owner, fitness club, something health related, or HVAC company. Those are the two that we have, and and you're not in Dallas, so you wouldn't compete with our customers. And you and you need assistance. Feel free to make make sure to, to reach out to us so we can implement the same thing that we're doing with our customers with you. And uh, and then that way, you know, you can see faster results because we already got the blueprint for that particular uh, industry. Yeah, you will be happy with the results. I promise. Yeah. And one of the things we do as well that I just love, bro, is that monthly call. You know, we got to prepare for that. We got, we got to have all our ducks in a row. We're presenting to the client. But the clients don't get stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that's part of the package. So they essentially get a, a uh, essentially a one to two hour mastermind call with you and I. Because mm-hmm. we're also strategizing, right? Because part of a CFO is how do you strategize to increase revenue? Mm-hmm. What, what are the different segments that you can grow? And you obviously have a ton of experience in that area. And so we we have these ideas to help take your company to another level on top of what we're already doing. Number five, this, this is the last thing I've got for you guys today. The fifth thing is you have got to build you a set of KPIs, key performance indicators. These are the figures that you want to focus on as a business owner and it, and you pick them. It's like, what is pertinent to you? Right. So I'm thinking about the gym and we, we made a list here and I've just got these up because and it's just easy to read these off. You know, one of the first things they wanted to measure was they wanted to know uh, what their weekly revenue was. And like for a guy like Kim and probably gym owners, the people that you have on staff are 1099s. Right. Mm-hmm. And if they are, training then they are getting paid and then there's some kind of revenue split between the two but you can easily break down how busy uh and how much revenue you are making per employee and the facility as a whole so that's that's one of the things that we look at there we look at weekly revenue we look at weekly profit we look at weekly sessions complete we look at new leads versus closed leads so if you get five leads in a week, how many of those did you close? Right. Did you close two? Did you close all five? And that's your close ratio, right? And you want to know what that is. 
for him, he measures weekly content created. So they post a lot to YouTube and Instagram and, and Facebook. And that content is very important for them because that also drives leads. And it just creases an awareness for what they do. So they, they have a measurement for weekly content. Uh, they also do network outreaching opportunities, and they measure that. They measure active members. And so these are a few of the KPIs, but I just I shared those with you so that you can be thinking about what kind of KPIs are you going to measure at your company. And you really don't want to have more than about seven. About five to seven is what you want to have. And then what you want to do, like each one of these categories, what you ideally would love to do is you would love to create a scorecard. So a scorecard is a summary of all these KPIs that you are measuring. And this transformed this guy's business. So when we got there, he didn't have a scorecard. He didn't have KPIs. So we dropped the seed about what are the KPIs. Then we put our heads together. What are we going to measure? What is important for you and your company to measure? Mm -hmm. And then let's create a scorecard. And on this scorecard, uh, it rolls for 13 weeks. Mm -hmm. And every week you measure all of those different figures. And it is game changing. It is so valuable for him and his business. He knows who's performing. He knows who's not performing. And the ones that aren't performing, you try to train them, right? If you mm -hmm. think that they are cut out and they have the capacity and they have the personality to do uh, the job, then you just need to get them some better training. But if they are not uh, what you would like in an employee, this scorecard shows that very quickly and it's time to move them on. Yeah. And this scorecard, what I love about the scorecard, bro, is people know if they are performing or if they are not performing. So if you have five sales guys, right? And four of them are performing and one is not, he gets called out pretty much every week on the scorecard. What, what do you think he's going to do after about five, six, eight weeks of that? Leave. <laughs> He's going to quit. And mm -hmm. guess what happened? You got rid of your weakest link and you did not have to fire them. They left on their own. They weren't cutting it. Mm -hmm. And generally that's somebody that you want to get rid of anyway. So the scorecard will actually do the firing for you. And that, that's it. That's another, that's a side benefit of the scorecard. But the scorecard is very valuable. And we've got examples of this. And I can tell you the, the scorecard came from, uh, something called EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. So a mm -hmm. great book that you guys, any business owner out there, that'd be a great book for you to read. Yeah. EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System. And that is one of the things that they do and that they teach is the scorecard. And when I saw it and we put it in place in a few companies, it's game changing. Highly recommend it. Yeah. And we set all the stuff up at, at our company before COVID. And I have to say, we, we neglected some of it now that during COVID, because we didn't have enough, we didn't have enough staff and we rearranged a lot of things, but we need to, as we're talking through these things, um, we need to get everything back set up again, like how it was um, and get going because things are picking up and make sure to buy Doji coin. It's not financial advice, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> I've got some, by the way. You did? How much yeah. you get? 
Uh, not much, but it's it's one of those FOMO things, right? Fear of missing out. I got I got fifty two thousand. <laughs> I lever I leveraged in. Nice. I don't know. We'll see. I I got to hit big on one of these. Yeah. Speaking of I, crypto, I, I, we we've got a really good podcast on crypto. It's yeah. crypto for investors, crypto for dummies, crypto for business owners, and why you need it and what it actually is. That's one of our episodes there. So if if you're interested in crypto, make sure you check that one out. And um, and the the I trust capital episode that was cool too. Yeah, uh, that same one. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like the way that he broke it down. We should get him back on the podcast with us. We, we can. Yeah. And what he said, like when he recommended Ethereum, it's gone straight up. Yeah. When it, when he was on, it was probably at I don't know sixteen, seventeen hundred. It's now at twenty seven hundred yeah. right now. Right, thousand dollars. It's like that. It's crazy, big run. Yeah. All right. I so bought more. I bought more based on his recommendation. So I got to I got to go buy that guy steak dinner, bro. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him back on. All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. That was an episode deep dive of the five steps to what what what, what do you call it? Run your financial side of your business better. Financial side of your business. Okay. So if you don't have CFO or someone doing this for you, typically if you have, if you're if you have a wife <laughs> that can do it, that that's usually a good person to unload it onto. But have her listen to the episode and set it up. And you know, if you just have these things, you'll be ahead. You'll be what seventy percent ahead of most business owners. Oh, for sure. When you look at the ones that fail, I promise you the lion's share of those that fail don't have the financial side of their house in order. And this is this having this set up, you'll you'll be far ahead of those people. So uh, if you guys need help and you want uh, consulting from uh, me and Shane, we have a package going, a special package uh, where we have a full day session with you. It's a virtual session. Uh, it's five thousand dollars. And you get a full day session with me and Shane. We do a deep dive on your marketing and on your books, your financial side, covering everything we just did, plus the marketing side. Uh, you get a full uh, action plan at the end of this, at the end of the day, and you're going to be understanding everything that needs to get done and implemented. You can take that with you, and you can implement it yourself, or you, well, we have a package where you can sign a board with us, like we're discussing, you know, with our clients like that. Um, so feel free to reach out to us, send us a text message, 972-284-0506. That goes directly to me. I'll be able to assist you. Let me know if you have any questions, any particular comments, uh, topics you want us to cover inside the podcast. And, uh, thank you guys for tuning in so much. We appreciate it. Have a great evening. See you guys.